Tuesday. Um, this is this is fun. I have my best friend here as oh. our very first guest. I feel Yay. so honored. It's and Tisha. I hello. <laughs> Tisha, <laughs> here. I am so honored and proud to be your first guest. I'm happy you're here. You just moved to the city. Well, you didn't just move, but you know, <laughs> bitch. I've kind of for recently, like nine months, not I even think. a year, have made so much friends and have started yeah. your own podcast. Yeah. You were like one of my first new friends when I moved here. Um, everyone knows that I'm not from here. If you are a loyal listener, um, <laughs> but Tisha has been here for quite a while. Um, a couple years, a couple years. But she actually was in Halifax, and we did not know each other in Halifax, which is bonkers so to me. Weird. Like I, I was there for five years, and you were like born and raised. <laughs> no, <laughs> the same friend groups, same like restaurants that yeah. we work I don't know same like everything yeah oh fuck that's <laughs> <laughs> my phone rule number one you know it's okay she's still new here <laughs> um but yeah it has been like the weirdest time um to move to a new city and on top of that it's been the most fucked up year to even try to date and I feel bad for Tisha because I've tried to make her like my personal therapist. Like every time oh. I have boy problems, I'm like, you're my only friend. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I'm definitely not the best therapist. I feel like I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you pretty straight. <laughs> you tell me straight up. Yeah, yeah no, so. I, I needed that. Um, like I, I think I, I gave up on dating this year. Like during the pandemic, it was just so hard. And like the people I did meet, like would go on like two dates with me and then they'd be like, yeah, like you make a really great friend. <laughs> and poor Tisha, like I, I would just come to her house and like just talk to her and like her roommate, Susanna, who's also one of my really good friends and just like, my heart's broken again, guys. Here we go again. Oh my God. <laughs> well, honestly, first, first of all, I feel like this year unknowingly, none of us knew it wasn't gonna be the best year to like focus on dating, you know? It was literally like, real life love, love is blind it really was that show prepared us it really without did. Us even knowing yeah first of all and yeah i feel like this year is definitely important to like focus on yourself but naturally when like everything is t like ripped away from us the first thing you're gonna want is comfort and like intimacy yeah from whatever you can latch on to so. oh my god i know oh yeah. my god this is what was it called Love is Blind? Yeah. yeah. Do you watch it? I did. No, oh, okay. I binged it. I was supposed to be like, if you did not watch it. No, I binged that. Yeah, it was yeah, like that and like Tiger King and like what else was like really good in March? You. I remember. You. You. Season, season two of You. That was psychotic. That is not how you date, guys. That is not how you date. Do not stalk and murder your lover. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Very true. Hopefully but it's you don't funny. have to tell you that. Tisha is actually now in a relationship and I find it interesting because she lived with her partner oh. before they even dated. Man, see that's something I don't want to talk about. <laughs> it's not uh, how the relationship came to be was not healthy like at all. 
most relationships are not. So. And that's kind of our today's topic. But so. how we met, like, I think it's very interesting. Yeah. But how the relationship grew and came to be. And <laughs> you guys had to overcome yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. You're so happy. I mean, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, that's definitely something like I'm definitely debating <laughs> on discussing and maybe like can one day, like yeah. being like somehow big, but because it's something that like is so important to me right now, I feel like something I have to like cherish and just like not expose to the outer world. Well, I've met him and he's amazing and I oh, love you guys. And I just hope that. he's a sarcastic. <laughs> he's an Aries guy. Um, Aries are sassy. But yeah, we're millennials and trying to navigate love uh, is brutal. It's fucking brutal. I like, I, I don't even know why it's so hard for us. I feel like our parents did not go through like the same shit that we do and all the technology and social media that we have access to. It's just like, it feels like we just all have to compete. Um, yeah. yeah, like I don't, I was like talking to another one of our friends about mm -hmm. this and I was just like, I feel like depending on what you're looking for, I feel like you should be on that certain app like for me, like when the pandemic first hit, you know, your options were like Hinge, mm -hmm. Tinder, Bumble, and going for like a park date. Yeah. That was all that we had because everything yeah. was like closed. Yeah. And I felt like if you were on Hinge, you would be like, you'd be looking for something serious. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, like I would match with these dudes and every single one of them just would tell me that I would make a good friend. Like, I don't know why they were so emotionally unavailable. Dude, I can yeah. cook. I will give you a back massage. You are wife material. <laughs> I will do any, I'm a simp, y'all. <laughs> I will do anything for you. You're a giver. And it was scary. In the best way possible. It was, it, I, I just scared them off, I think. I think it was like too no. intense. But. I don't think you scared them off. The thing that blows my mind is that people really mistake the purpose of a dating app. Like, why are you scared to date me? Yeah. If you're on a dating app, like that's literally yeah, what it's really. for. Like, why are you scared to get to know me? If you're put, if you're putting yourself on a dating app, exactly. like you're presenting yourself exactly. to other people. It is a LinkedIn. You. It's, it's like, just... it's a LinkedIn for like, how LinkedIn is for jobs. You're putting yourself out there exactly. to find a job. Exactly. You're putting yourself out there on a profile. Be like, you're taking the time to find photos that you like. Yeah. Unless you're like, <laughs> unless you're like one of those guys that takes like group photos. I fucking hate that shit. Every photo is a group photo. Like <laughs> the fuck? Or like, photo, or like photos with a fish, ew. <laughs> oh my god yeah but like you're creating your profile yeah. to hopefully flourish yeah and then you're getting like freaked out when someone actually wants to get to know who you are like go fuck yourself like Honestly. i'm sorry it's true okay but like actually no i'm not sorry what <laughs> it's true <laughs> this is why i love tisha she's so blunt oh. um but have you like ever like experienced that like you've put yourself in a situation where you really tried your best to get to know someone and they just were so emotionally unavailable or have you ever been like the emotionally unavailable person um on dating apps or just like in, in general? general in general i'd say high school me yeah i was so emotionally unavailable like i would never want to like commit to anyone or whatever yeah because like i didn't really have a great example of what commitment was 
to my mind, like, and this has changed, like, even within, like, the past couple years, in my mind, commitment just meant, like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, it's just the end. I only have one option. Yeah. And being an Aquarian, that does not really, like, flow with my yeah. lifestyle. I, I don't like, like, Did you think it was forever. a sacrifice? Like, you had to yeah. give up something? And, yeah. And in my opinion, like, it's my life. Like, I, right. I want to live it how I want to live it. I want to be selfish. I think there's very... There's like specific times in life where you should be selfish. And yeah. I think when it comes to like pick, picking a partner or whatever, like you kind of have to be selfish sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Or like committing yourself to someone is um, that's a big step. No, so. I get that. But I feel like for me, I've been actually kind of like the opposite in my past relationships. And mind you, I've definitely learned from them. And I'm thankful of, of those experiences because it showed me like, what to look out for and like how to avoid like red flags mm -hmm. but in the past i would be the opposite i'd be like you know what like i came from like a very separated family mm -hmm. and i just wanted to have everything except for that like i wanted unconditional love and i wanted a partner that i could grow with and someone who's not going to leave and i would be the one to stay in a situation even if it was toxic because I just didn't want to be abandoned or like mm -hmm. not loved or not worthy and that created really bad dating habits and like yeah. in my relationships um and it made like my partners probably start to resent me if I seemed to be like too needy or if mm -hmm. I it just got problematic and so like for me like I've come to realize growing up that like I'm not the only one in my friend group that comes from like a separated like family. A lot of my friends come from a very like not the happiest households mm -hmm. and it's like yeah. what the fuck like why are all our parents divorced or separated? A lot of the guys I talk to are also come from like unhappy like households or guys that I've talked to in the past. It's very rare that I'm like, I find someone and they're like, yeah, my parents have been together since 1980 and they have this many kids. And I'm like, yeah, how? It's honestly like shocking. It's very shocking. But in a good way. Honestly, like when I meet someone whose parents are still together, I always feel the need to say, oh my God, like that's so nice. Congratulations. That's <laughs> I like I've come to realize though is that our grandparents like a lot of our grandparents and like older generations have those beautiful love stories that you see in the movies but it's our parents that don't and I think what I've analyzed is that in my opinion you know it was always I guess like in heteronormative like I just speak on the behalf of like heterosexual couples yeah that like the male or the husband would be the breadwinner and so like the idea of like the woman like owning assets of her own post-divorce was just like not a thing mm -hmm. um in our grandparents age when they got married um it was very hard for divorced women in canada and in the states to have a life and rebuild with oh their husband's finances and so they didn't have those rights and so when i feel like when the next generations of women came along and started to make change and have voting rights and have access to financial security in the way our male counterparts have, we started to realize, oh, <laughs> I can be a badass queen. I don't need no man. <laughs> and now all our parents are divorced. So, 
Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And like another thing that's changing is, and this is very obvious, it's relationship like styles. Mm. Back then, it mm. was like monogamy, monogamy, yeah. monogamy. Yeah. And then I feel like people would have like secret affairs yeah. and shit that like weren't so secretive. And like now as like the year progresses, like monogamy very clearly is not the only option. Absolutely. And I also think that's why like people aren't as open to like, marriage or whatever or like yeah. assault there's so many women out there that like aren't interested in marriage and like don't have like the ultimate life goal of like being married and i'm definitely one of them like having a kid is way more of a life goal <laughs> mine than to get married because yeah. like i know for certain that like having a child is something i want like that's gonna be my forever but like getting married i i, I don't feel like i need to get married in order to have Oh, absolutely not. And I honestly, Tisha, we talk about this all the time. I can't wait for us to have daughters. I cannot wait for us to have daughters. Um, But I I will never get married. Yeah, I'm still open to it, but it's not like my number one on my program. Absolutely. Like, I feel like I definitely like financial security and like having like, you know, a mortgage and like a car and like, I can have a kid on my own, but like, I feel like those are definitely things that I want as well to be my main priority or the goal that I'm working towards coming into my, you know, mid twenties, going into my late twenties and into my Mm thirties. But eventually I'm going to want to have someone that I share those moments with. So I think eventually like definitely marriage is on Mm -hmm. my agenda. Mm -hmm. And one thing I have noticed, unfortunately, as much as our society, especially for millennials, as much as our way we operate, the way we look at relationships, the way we look at love has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a weird expectation from our parents or from other members of our family to, you know, graduate, get a job yeah. and get married. And it's like, how are we supposed to fulfill that if we don't have good examples? Yeah. Like, no, yeah, no, it's true. And I feel like just going back to priorities, a big reason why it's so different is because the prior, like as the years have progressed, priorities have almost like gone backwards. Mm -hmm. Like for our parents, it was like to be more like dependent on Mm -hmm. like the man and like get married, have a career, get married, whatever. Like as women are, our independence, our independence has, oh my god, I can't, <laughs> our independence has grown. Yeah. And like definitely. our priority is more like career focus first now and mm-hmm. then marriage where like mm-hmm. maybe career wasn't even like in the picture, like I hate to say. It oh, was yeah, like marriage absolutely. first and then like housewife or like whatever. Sometimes know? I feel like some like insecure guys get like afraid of like a very secure woman. Yeah. It seems like a, it's the new normal, even though they have a hard time accepting it. I mean, that's quite clearly not the guy for me, but like, (laughs) because I'm independent as fuck. Like I need to have like my space. I need to have my own goals, which is fine. And I feel like going back to even what you said, like in your previous experiences and you've grown so much and we all grow and we continue to grow. Mm -hmm. You said to me like, oh, like I would fear commitment because I feel like it would be a sacrifice. With me, I'm very much like, I want to have my own life and Mm -hmm. I freaking need my partner to have theirs, Mm -hmm. but let's grow together. Yeah. And that is not everyone has that outlook of what it means to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have that 
like wall up because yeah. they feel like they have to give something up to give to you. Yeah, exactly. I feel like even my mom has said this to me. Like I feel like I was almost raised too independently, like to a fault where I'm just like, oh, I'll yeah. be fine by myself. I'll be fine. It's but fine. you're you were no, you were an only child too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I, I'm an only child. Like if you must know, <laughs> I don't know. If okay. I was raised like extremely independently. So I kind of just feel like, I mean, like I'm a very confident girl as well. So also like allowing to let people in, allowing myself to be vulnerable is like challenging. But as I get older, what I'm realizing is that I'm getting better and better at being vulnerable. Like, thank God. But like, that was a struggle in like my past relationships is like almost being too independent and like constantly feeling like this disconnect with whoever I'm with because like I couldn't fully like let them love yeah. me and that yeah that, that's yeah based off of like previous relationships and based off of like I don't know not the most solid relationships in my family that I was kind of like I couldn't ha have that as like an example like right. a solid example that's the only and thing I could go off of, of course so. but like how did you overcome that like hurdle when you were in a relationship how did you when did you realize like i need to be more emotionally available and by doing so i need to have vulnerability when were you able to say you know what let's work on tearing this wall down so i can like fulfill my relationship with this partner i think it happened really recently when i finally met someone who was like more stubborn and independent <laughs> as i am and i wanted that person so bad i was yeah. just like okay like you need to be more vulnerable with me and i need to be more vulnerable with you as well and yeah that's how you know you found your match <laughs> yeah i've definitely been i've always been the type of person that i need to be like challenged by my partner in like a healthy way yeah because like i will meet someone and just well a guy not like girls like yeah. i will meet someone trying to grow like some type of connection with them but feel superior mm -hmm. like i need to be with someone who like challenges me in that mm -hmm. way because that's just like that's just how i yeah. am like i i walk around with like a lot of confidence, some type of like ego, whatever. Like I need that match. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That, so. and that's priceless. Like that's hard to find, but when you do find it, like you just, you just know. Mm -hmm. And your partnership bring the best out of you, yeah. not like the worst. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like in my experiences, being like from like having how I approach relationships now as an adult, um, have been very significantly different because I've seen, you know, not just like in my own household, but like even like other members, like my grandparents are not together. Like a lot of my family members are not together mm -hmm. and they, you know, I have seen like certain uh, family members accept bad behaviors because we're a divorced family. Yeah. And so, you know, like even like in my last relationship, like there was such there's so many struggles that like i i felt like subconsciously i knew 
they were red flags. Um, but because like, you know, it kind of just goes back to like nurture versus nature, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can be a product of your environment, but you can also be the one in your family to make that change, to start yeah. to learn yeah, and, and expose yourself to realize, okay, this is right, this is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was a real true like nature versus uh, nurture moment for me because I would kind of knew, like I, I, I was aware, I was naive, but I was still aware of that some of the abuse and gaslighting and like emotional like despair was just not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to end up like my examples. I wanted mm-hmm. to feel loved. And if that meant that person was going to stay, I accepted that mm-hmm. to be love. Yeah. And so, so what is a red flag like what would you say is a red flag so i think there's the general i think there's the general red flags that i mean everyone could potentially have like avoidance or just um like unfaithfulness or i don't know just stuff like that but a reason why I think red flags are so difficult is because the more you get to know more people, the more you realize that each person could potentially have their own red flags. So yeah. like, sometimes they're all different. And that's why like you take a learning experience out of every relationship, hopefully, is because you learn like what you like, what you don't yeah, like, and all absolutely. those different potential red flags. Absolutely. But you have to be aware of them. Yeah. Or you're gonna continue to make the same yeah like i've made mistakes yeah and i i probably had red flags of my own Mm -hmm. you know but if you there's our generation so fucking hurt they're either hung up on an ex or they just are not available but like so true if you can acknowledge and once you get past the grief and the hurt at the end of a relationship and acknowledge what you have done and what the partner has done and be able to not bring that into your next relationship, then you're that's a good start. I that's think a good that's start. Growth. Yeah, that's that is growth, growth for sure. 100%. Yeah. I uh I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, why do you think we accept them though? I think we accept red flags because we want to be in a relationship. Like we want to be loved, we want to have a companion because like that is probably like the number one pressure of life to like have a partner yeah. and to have a career. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, th- and that's what yeah. we just said. And that's exactly what we just said. It's just like, how fucked up is it that that is still a societal pressure? Yeah. When we don't know, <laughs> we don't have the tools for it. Like we don't have like a definite answer. Like <laughs> the, the reality show, are you the one? are like <laughs> I love it yeah same but like in that show someone you know someone there is literally picked for you and yeah. it's supposed to be your perfect match so that like eliminates so much like worry that is such a good you show know? on this topic yeah because you know what happens is if they can't so basically if you guys are not familiar with the show uh it's a bunch of guys a bunch of girls and a matchmaker finds uh characteristics and qualities and picks like your perfect match based Mm -hmm. on like what you're compatible with 
and just throws all these singles into one vacation host and they have to figure it out. Yeah. But what they do is they go back to their old patterns and their old dating, old dating habits and people that remind them of their exes. So all this time that they should be making new connections to find their perfect match, they're, they're well, fucking around with ex mimics. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think from what I've observed from that show is a lot of them at first find like the person that they would usually gravitate to, mm. but they realize their unhealthy habits, they overcome them and then find their perfect match. Mm. Their perfect match. Air quote, air quote, air quote. Air quote. Like, <laughs> some of them are like still together, which is sick. Barely. It's kind of it's kinda like um Love is blind. The only couple yeah. that's left on that show is Lauren and um Really? I thought there are more like a few. Lauren and Cameron. Lauren and Cameron. Oh my god, Lauren and Cameron. They're yes. so cute. Fuck Jessica. Yeah, the girl's a little crazy. Mark right? is uh, expecting a baby. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so off topic. Okay, right? <laughs> oh, I think this is what I was gonna say. Mm, okay. Um I think a lot of people also accept red flags because they accept that they're damaged and they're like mm. broken. Mm -hmm. So they just like let people treat them like this because they think they're like undeserving of love or they like can't, mm. they can't like see the bigger picture mm. that like they could have a successful, like healthy, whenever people yeah. think healthy is relationship yeah so a lot yeah i think that's yeah. another reason why a lot of people accept especially like our generation self-love that yeah. is the solution to it but it's easier said than done yeah oh my god like yeah. yeah like our our parents didn't have that um well i mean every generation has pressures but they didn't have constant screens and social media in mm -hmm. our in their faces being like this is what you this is what is the expectation. This is what happiness looks like, right? Yeah. And I, we forget that, like, what we're exposed to so much on a daily basis. We're we don't influenced. realize. Yeah, we're so influenced. Yeah. And so, like, we forget that people don't always show the ugly and they don't always show the vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And so, when you're exposed to just, like, this is what you should accept, this is happiness, this is what your life should be. It's very easy to have damaging views of you and how yeah. to love you. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good point. No, absolutely. So how do we like maintain a good relationship? How do we put up boundaries without being too close off? And how mm -hmm. do we communicate our needs? Uh, I just asked this because like I've learned so much from you and you oh taught me god. not to like accept bullshit. Oh my god. So and I'm sitting over here like, ah. <laughs> I mean like. Tisha I'm, is a therapist. I'm definitely not a certified therapist. I just like, I listen to like a lot of videos and like podcasts about like love and relationships mm -hmm. and like for some reason I can't like regurgitate like any of it like I seem to like forget so much stuff that I've listened to but I think the number one thing is just like communication mm -hmm. but also being willing to let people in and being willing to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and I feel like the way I live my life is constantly like I constantly remind myself that this is literally the only life I have. And I think mm -hmm. you're foolish to think that 
like you will get so like a second chance or a third chance or whatever mm. because that's not always the mm-hmm. case like I live yeah. like a very yeah like I take this so seriously <laughs> I sound so serious yeah. but like it's just the way I think is so basic like I have like very much like a survival mindset yeah. and a very serious mindset and that comes to like anything I'm passionate about yeah, so absolutely. like my artistic side and like my relationship side like you have like I I got the opportunity to you know meet this person so like I'm gonna try my best to like communicate with them yeah and to grow the best relationship I can with them because yeah. this is my life like this yes. is the only chance I That's have the only so, chance like, exactly don't think that you're yeah. gonna have like so many opportunities with one you person don't. or yeah. the next person or whatever because no. you might not and like I'm not about to like live a life full of regret. No, like, absolutely I cannot, not. No, I absolutely not. So it's just like it's literally for me. It's just like survival. <laughs> like, I need to like I need to quote this all. I need to write it all down and put it up in frames in my apartment. This is like no, absolutely like, and I I love that that you say like this is your life and you have to do what is best for you because at the end of the day, you cannot expect someone else to be your source of happiness. And that is my idea of a healthy relationship is like, I need to already be so 100% satisfied and happy with me. Of course you can Mm -hmm. have shitty days, but when you love yourself and you have that confidence to be like, all right, I got this, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I feel secure with me. Your partner needs to be on that level as well. And you should just, add to each other's happiness yeah, right for sure if you try to pull or give or take too much if you have that imbalance it's not going to work mm-hmm. um so i think like you know communicate love yourself this is so cliche but like is. <laughs> this is so so freaking cliche but like if you don't love yourself you can't expect someone else to love you yeah Strike. That's is. a quote from RuPaul. <laughs> That's a quote from. It could literally be a quote from anyone. Like, oh my goodness. No, it, it could not be more true though. Yeah, Absolutely. I just. Uh, I think. I think you guys should take a shot every single time we say red flag. Yeah, or communicate. Or communication or <laughs> communicate or vulnerability yeah. or every time you hear a laugh. <laughs> Okay, no, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. I hope I get there's many points where they've been laughing with us. Yeah, try to make it lighthearted because this is so sad. Oh, another thing I wanted to, no, yeah. it's not sad. It's just like bold and it's true. Uh, but some people might be might be listening and they're just like, man, this girl's way too serious. And like, you can have whatever opinion about- I hope you, you feel called out. I hope you feel called out. <laughs> but honestly, like, there should be no excuse no. <laughs> if you feel like no if anyone was just like oh no like i'm just shit at communicating learn how to communicate. learn like listen learn yeah read whatever like yeah. it doesn't happen overnight but just be better guys <laughs> tisha has a podcast with our other really 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 good friend susanna called starfish um go check them out they have a really good episode on love languages so learn what your partner needs are and what your needs are what you like to give and what you like to receive they have a really great episode on that um go check them out but yeah that's yeah i think uh i think we hit some pretty good points there and i hope you guys learned something from this yeah me too um if you like tequila take a shot when you hear communicate if you like gin take a shot every time you hear red flags 
if uh, <laughs> if you like Faka, take a shot every time you hear vulnerability. Yeah. And uh, remember, guys, like, subscribe, review. If you like this episode, review. Like, yeah. send me a review. I need. I, I don't I, send me an Instagram DM. <laughs> If you can take the time to send an Instagram DM, just take the switch that, switch over, and just like go. Copy and paste it. Yeah. And then write switch it. the platform. <laughs> yeah. And just write, write it there instead. And cheers to uh, healthy relationships with yourself and with others for 2021. Yeah. And remember, guys, you can have your cake and you can eat it too.